The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. Today, my conversation with Robert Herjavec. He's the CEO of the Herjavec Group, and you may know him as one of the sharks on Shark Tank. We invited him to CNBC's Small Business Playbook event on May 4th, 2021, to share his advice for leading a company through a period of uncertainty and the business lessons he's taken away from the past year. Here's our conversation. All right, let's uh, just begin. I, I, I think the place to begin is with the pandemic. What have you learned as a result of your experience uh, through the pandemic about business in general and about managing people, managing the numbers, and uh, keeping your business going? Well, the first thing I've learned, uh, business and human beings, is we are unbelievably resilient. I mean, if you look at the world today and when the pandemic started, who would have known? And the chaos and the uncertainty and the fear, and yet here we are. What I've learned during the pandemic is that while change may be inevitable, nobody foresaw how quickly things were going to change and i think what we've seen is the businesses that were able to adapt quickly are the ones that did well i mean i've had friends in industries that didn't do well they adapted very quickly they survived and now they're thriving and vice versa and so i think it's been an accelerator i mean i think it's been a revolution that has changed consumer and client behavior forever in some ways. Do you find that you now make decisions quicker than you might have a year or two years ago and that that will be part of the residue going forward of the pandemic, that that, that nothing will go back to that same gotcha. slower speed? Gosh, that is such a great question. I, I always say this. I used to say, you know, business moves at the at the speed of lightning or some other catchphrase. Now, business moves at the speed of the pandemic. Everybody in the tech field knew all this change was gonna happen. Everybody did. All my friends who are non-tech say to me, would you have ever seen this change happening? And I said, yes, absolutely. But no one saw it happening in the course of 12 months. The pandemic has compressed everything and accelerated decision-making. If at no other time in history than during the pandemic, the, the truth has been it's better to make a decision and move forward than to sit still. I mean, yes, yes, pandemic moves things quickly. How did you deal early on uh, going back with the fear that I'm sure many of your employees felt, many of your customers were feeling, the uncertainty? What did you do tactically and as a, as a, as a kind of chief human resources officer uh, to, to keep people focused and, and, and to allay their fears? Well, 
first wine helped a lot and then i moved to tequila <laughs> so that was my overarching strategy but you know all joking aside uh unbelievable fear uh, i mean i think everybody said to me oh you know you're a shark and you've got a big business and it's you know it's a relatively big business but fear stopped us for about three days uh my friend barbara corcoran on the show has a great saying and she says the difference between successful people and others is not that they don't feel sorry for themselves it's how long they allow themselves to wallow in misery and i'll tell you for about a week when everything happened in february of last year i was doing a lot of wallowing it's just the uncertainty i mean i'm I'm a pretty tough guy and not many things scare me, but uncertainty in business can be very, very destructive. And so we, we kind of wallowed for a while and then we just kind of went full action, go ahead. But, you know, Tyler, you brought up a great point. I think the one thing I've, I've done well to pat myself on the back is be the chief human resources officer, is to take care of our people especially in the tech business, our greatest asset is our human beings. And we just did a lot of communication, uh, a lot of honest and transparent communication. And there were calls where people would ask me a question and they were expecting an upbeat and a positive message. And I would just say, I don't know. We're, we're optimistic, but we just don't know. Let's talk a little bit about about how you dealt with not, not so much the people in your core cybersecurity business, the the heart of the uh, Herjavec Group, but but with some of those companies in which you've taken stakes so famously on on Shark Tank or other companies, smaller companies. What were their biggest challenges, and what were you telling them? How were you checking in with them? How were you advising them? So the first thing we did was uh, in, in the middle of a crisis, communication is key. So the first thing we did is we set up a weekly stand-up call with all our small businesses from the Shark Tank world. And so number one, communicate, communicate, communicate. The second thing we did is um, unfounded optimism kills a business. You know, I'm a very optimistic guy. I, I wake up every day believing that tomorrow will be better than yesterday and all that kind of stuff. But when you're facing a crisis, uh, it's about reality. It's not about optimism. I mean, we told these businesses, don't expect the world to end, but be prepared for the worst. The other thing we did was a lot of small businesses got in trouble because they were afraid to cut costs. They were afraid to go too far. And so the third thing we said to people is it is better to cut more and add than to cut less. So what we saw a lot of small businesses getting in trouble is they would say, oh, you know, maybe I'll only get rid of layoff a few people or maybe I don't need to do layoffs or maybe maybe things will come back. And what we really did is we encourage people to take a little more of a pessimistic view and get ready mm -hmm. because in a crisis nobody can help you except yourself the, the, among the, the the business people whom i've met uh, over my years in, in in business journalism i would say that the one thing that i detect among almost all of them whether they are entrepreneurs who are building their own business from the ground floor up or they are higher ranking corporate 
folks, is that they are innately optimistic. But what I'm hearing you say is optimism is good, but you've got to temper it with realism. You've got to be a realistic optimist. You know, when the pandemic, I mean, it's it's really hard. It's really hard for a guy like me who's like happy and go lucky 98% mm -hmm. of the time and really believes in the future. And But when things go bad, you've got to have that realistic optimism. And I saw a lot of small businesses get in trouble because they, they kind of went to this, well, if I just believe and, and things are going to get better and, and things are going to get better, but not necessarily in the time frame right. that you're hoping. And I think our overarching theme to people and our small businesses was hope is not a strategy. You've got to make decisions every day and deal with reality. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. click, click, click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So let's fast forward to today. Uh, what do you see as the biggest challenges small businesses, whether they are inside your portfolio of companies or not, what do you think the biggest challenges they face are? Right. So now we've talked about how negative we were before and not negative, just realistic, brutally realistic, complete other end of the spectrum. We are highly, highly bullish. We, I mean, I think we're about to hit the roaring twenties. I think we're going to see one of the greatest growths in the economy that we've seen in our lifetime, Tyler. And in both our cases, that's a long time. What we're seeing now is businesses aren't prepared. You know, human beings never think it's gonna get as bad as it's going to be, and they never recover quickly enough. That's what I'm seeing now. People aren't ready for the expansion. They're being too conservative. They're not being bullish enough. That's one thing. The second thing is the reality of the world has changed forever. People are obviously buying everything online and a lot of the brick and mortar kind of businesses haven't made that adjustment. And then the third thing we're seeing is people are letting go of brick and mortar stores and things like that a little too quickly. I mean, I still think that if you have a strong brand, a consumer wants to walk into a store. And so you, you can't completely pivot until you're ready. If, if you built your business in a brick and mortar way, you've got to move online, but you've got to maintain some of your loyal customers. You got to know what your customers want. So, so you think that, that more businesses are missing the opportunity uh, than, uh, than, than they should, and they're being too conservative, too defensive. Uh, the phrase comes out a lot, the new normal, that we're going to about now be in a new normal. Right. Do you agree with that? And how do you define it? 
What does new normal mean to you, Robert? Well, I think that we tend to seesaw. I think it's human nature. It's the way our mind works just to keep us sane. I think when things are really, really bad, we, we try to contain fear and doubt and uncertainty. Um, the new normal for me isn't as extreme as I would have thought a year ago. I do think certain things will come back. Business meetings will come back, but the cadence of them will change. Will I fly to a city to see a customer for a pre-sales call? Probably not. I'll do a Zoom call, but if I'm in that city, I'll take that customer out for dinner. You cannot replace human relationships. At our core, we are social creatures and anything that makes that experience tighter and closer will continue. So the new normal for me is an acceleration of business, as you said. It's more of this stuff online, but it's not as extreme as I would have uh, thought a year ago. Uh, I, I do think we'll still have offices, but not as many as we have before. Yeah, I think that the, the effects on real estate have uh, and, and commercial real estate have been sort of under, I, I realize that if there's one class of entrepreneur, business person who's the most optimistic of all, it's usually the real estate people. I, and I wonder whether uh, we're right. going to come back to that. Let's get to a couple of questions that have been pre-submitted. And, I, and I'd like to just sort of get sort of lightning around quick answers on them. A um, person named Geraldo asks, how did you overcome the moments of doubt when your business was not making money? Did you ever think about giving up? And do you have to know when the time is right to give up? Never thought about giving up at my core. The reason I started the business was to do great things and build a great business. And it's about sacrifice. So no, never thought about giving up. Uh, when is the right time to give up? If there's no path to profitability, unless you're creating software IP or some kind of tech like that, you've got to have a path to, gosh, I can't say that word today, profitability. <laughs> if you don't see that, you should give up. We see a lot of that on, on Shark Tank. You see a lot of the entrepreneurs. They just don't, if they're making money, they're barely making money. They don't focus on their margins. They don't have that path to profitability. And I think that's what you guys zero in on very effectively there. Another uh, individual named Russell asks, I'm having trouble getting employees. I've never seen it this way in my 30 years in business, but I need low-skilled employees and we can't find enough of them at $15 an hour. What recommendations do you have to attract workers, low-skilled workers, to my company? Great question. It's not just low-skilled workers, it's high-skilled workers. I have the same problem. My suggestion is people want to be led, not managed. It comes down to creating a great environment for people that want to come to. If you have a great place to work, people are going to want to be there. Let's talk about uh, there's there's a there's a bottleneck in the labor market. Clearly, that's number one. But a lot of small businesses are complaining or pointing to uh, issues with supply chain. Uh, your businesses must be experiencing that too. Any advice on dealing with uh, hairballs in the supply chain, delays, and so forth? Options. I mean, I think the the one thing uh, we have a bike company we invested in. They were having huge supply chain issues when COVID first started. We highly encourage them to find additional different suppliers and redesign their product. 
We redesigned the product, hoping we weren't going to have to go to different suppliers. We just couldn't get goods. So we had to go that way. Um, you know, the Lord takes care of those who take care of themselves. You've got to have options. Got to have optionality. And finally, if there is one refrain I've heard from you, from Mr. Wonderful, from all the sharks, it is the importance of, for small business owners to know their numbers. What does that mean? Yeah. When COVID first started, so many people I would talk to, so many small businesses, I would say, how long can you go under the current situation if things got really bad? People wouldn't have that answer. Within 24 hours, the first thing we did in our business is my CFO and I sat down and we came with, up with a black swan agenda, which meant how long could we survive with no new cash coming in, no new customers, and none of our existing customers paid us. And I wanted to know the exact date. I mean, I wanted to know it to the day, to the hour. It actually gave me a lot of comfort, but you got to know your numbers. You've got to have that optionality to know how to survive. That was Robert Herjavec, CEO of the Herjavec Group and one of the sharks on Shark Tank. He joined me at CNBC's Small Business Playbook event on May 4th, 2021. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. For more information on upcoming CNBC events and how you can join us, please visit CNBCEvents.com. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.